This is On The Mark. On the show today, the three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler, always entertaining Michael Irvin, of course, doing great work with the NFL Network and everywhere else. 88, the Hall of Famer, coming up on the show. A couple of topics I want to hit before that. Number one, the Houston Astros, the cheating, disgusting, lying, off-the-hook, Somehow the World Series is going to stand Houston Astros who are looking for a manager and have interviewed Dusty Baker, my guy, in Dusty, we trusty, took the Cubs to, of course, the NLCS in 03, Bartman, Alex Gonzalez, all of it. And Dusty's had a great career, the Reds, the Nationals, the Giants. I love Dusty Baker. And yes, he would be a positive guy around the drama that is the Houston Astros and nobody owning up to what they did and how they cheated. But the Houston Astros are a World Series team. They're right there. You're trying to get over the hump. Dusty Baker is great at everything except for winning World Series. That's not his game. And I'd love to see Dusty get one. But handing him a team that's on the cusp makes no sense. You know what would make sense? There's this guy who has said some things that sometimes have rubbed people the wrong way, but he won a World Series, and he won it in Houston with a team from Chicago, and that, of course, is Ozzie Guillen. For whatever reason, Ozzie Guillen, maybe it's the Castro stuff down in Miami, whatever the reason is, Ozzie can't get a gig in baseball. And Ozzie deserves to manage a club. The Chicago White Sox would not have won the World Series in 2005 with Ozzie Guillen. You cannot tell me anything different. That team was nosediving down the stretch. Ozzie took on all the heat like he would do in Houston. And the White Sox won the World Series. I just don't get why Ozzie can't get a look. And if you're the Astros, you're looking for a manager who can actually take some heat, handle the media, handle everything, say things that'll kind of lighten the mood, and then move forward, Ozzy would be a great, great hire in Houston. Love you, Dusty, but if I'm the Astros, I go with Ozzy. Now, to the Cubs convention and this moment from Tom Ricketts. What I promise for the next 10 years is to continue to have the best relationship with our fans of any sport in the world, any professional sports team in the world. And that starts, and that starts with the Marquee Network. The Marquee Network. What do you have against the Marquee Network? Believe me, you won't be booing about that in a year. So I like Tom Ricketts. I like him a lot. And I get it, he's a businessman. And having your own network, that's sweet. And everybody in Chicago has tried to work for the Marquee Network. So anybody saying anything bad about the Marquee Network, it's a lot of it is jealousy. They'd like to work there. Uh, all of it. However, leading with, and it starts with the Marquee Network, that was a pretty out-of-touch move by Tom Ricketts to his fan base, who is not wild about paying more money to see the Cubs on television. What do you have against the Marquee Network? What do you mean, what do you have? Tom, 
Get out of the ivory tower for a second. People's wallets are not as fat as yours. That's what they have against the marquee network. Understand that and say, hey, I know you're going to be paying more for this, but we're going to make it worth it to you guys. You'll see. You'll have Cubs coverage around the clock. It's going to be incredible, and we do really appreciate the fact that you're going to be reaching into your wallets just for a little, you know, whatever it is, five bucks a month, to have us on this platform. And I know that it's confronting for a lot of you who are stretched as it is, Uh, but this is a great business move for the Cubs, and we really hope that you'll join us. Something along those lines. What do you have against the Marquee Network? Tom, not everybody is as rich um, as you. And I know you're aware of that, but it was just an out-of-touch moment uh, that I thought was way off. The other thing that happened in the Cubs convention weekend was Chris Bryant flying in to be there, sign autographs, ask questions, and the dude gets sick, and Cub fans are pissed that, hey, what the hell, man, is this the blue flu? That's not Chris Bryant. That's not what he does. Chris Bryant's going to stand up and answer questions. He gets it's a business. He's being in a, he's being a businessman for himself, holding out. Look, I'll play the last two years of my deal, and then I'm going to get 350 to whatever 400 million or whatever it turns out to be. I'm going to bet on myself. He's allowed to do that. And the Cubs, they can be at the top of the market at that time and keep Chris Bryant, and they can also. Make offers to him now. If he says no and they're uncomfortable being at the top of the market then, well, then business is going to have to be business, I guess, and you're going to move on from Chris Bryant. But that just flat out sucks. Rookie of the year, MVP, phenomenal performer, plays third, plays first, plays left, plays right, can stick him anywhere, never in trouble off the field, first-class guy, face of the franchise, middle-of-the-order hitter, But you went out and you've signed Hayward and Darvish and Morrow and you have stretched yourself thin to try to win now, more now, and it just hasn't worked out. By the way, still build the statue for Theo and company. You won the World Series. You ended the drought. If they don't win another World Series, this run's been incredible. But come on. Uh, it's it's, It's painful to see a guy like that Brizzo walk out the door and it might make sense for the franchise long term but that still doesn't make it suck uh, to lose a guy like that if it ends up happening first class dude great performer no sorry we can't afford him let's get the best deal that we can and send him to the Braves or whoever that is no bueno all right, Sox Fest coming up this week on the mark. We'll have a bunch of Sox stuff on the show next week, including the general manager, Rick Hahn. want to wrap up before we get to Michael Irvin with one football thought. And the Pro Bowl, they're going to be experimenting with the new onside kick. No more onside kick. We'll put the ball at the 25. It'll be a fourth down. You have to get 15 yards. Not traditional, new, kind of gimmicky. But I love it. Friggin' love it, right? Way more exciting. Got to get 15 yards in the gun. Let's run a sweet play. Maybe you have a lateral in there. Whatever it is. And if it doesn't work out, you place the ball at the 25, and the defensive team now has the ball on offense. I think it's a great move by the NFL. Smart, creative, more interesting, more fun to watch. Onside kick, eh. It's okay, but I'm about entertainment, and 
whoever thought, I mean, the onside, the onside kick, yeah, it was a great idea back then, but this is a much better idea, and I love it. Let us move on to the Hall of Famer, my interview with Michael Irvin. The three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler stud of the NFL Network, and everybody's favorite, Michael Irvin, is with us. Michael, great to be with you. Let's start at the top here. Did the Dallas Cowboys make the right move in hiring Mike McCarthy? What do you think? I think they made a solid move, a great move, you know, a good move for where they are right now. You know, a lot of people were speculating about bringing in college coaches, and a lot of guys' uh, name came up. But I thought what Jerry needed to do, because he has a great team in place, but he needs, uh, he needs somebody that the team can get behind and follow and to have somebody that stands in front of his team and is saying, listen, I've been there. I've done this. I know what it takes. I know how to go and win the Super Bowl. I think that's what they needed right now. They needed somebody that they could say, how can I take you where they did not go? I did go here, and I can take you. And because they have the talent, so 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 I'm good with the hire. I'm good with the hire, and I love, you know, I, I love when I heard the press conference. I love that he talked about uh, uh, improving where he thought he was a, a, a little bit weakened in in what in the areas, you know, with analytics and even working with people. Let's be real here. That that's basically why why I did not stay together in uh, in, in in Green Bay working with Dan Rodgers and everything. So, so he said he worked on, he's been working on those things to make him a better coach and all the other assets that he can add. I, I think it was a good hire. I like the honesty that he brought to the table. And look, everybody's allowed to grow in their life. But when you look back at what happened there and the success that Green Bay's had this year, I know they just fell short, but doesn't that make you question it just a, maybe just a little bit? And let me tell you something now. The two things you got to always know. In this league, sometimes... When you're up under the same regime for so long, just the messaging gets a little stiff, and they and you want something different, you know. But also, guys, also I always say this: I know we sell them all the time because we do. We promote and we sell quarterbacks all the time. It is a great asset. It's a great asset to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Paige Manning, you know, the Trey of these worlds, great quarterbacks. It's a great asset. But trust me, those quarterbacks, they want to run everything. They want to. It's not always easy working with those quarterbacks, too. And especially when you have a long tenure with each other. This thing that's going on in New England right now, this is a strictly power play. This is what happens between head coaches and quarterbacks when they've been together so long. So, so. So, yeah, I, I hear people say, well, he only won one Super Bowl with the great Aaron Rodgers, and look at where they went now with, with, without him. All of that, you got to consider all of that. But in fear and, 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 and being just, 
trust me, I know how hard it is to work with one of those established, well-established quarterbacks also. Fair enough. I, I love that you're bringing up New England. Who do you think is going to win that power play? Man, I, I'm so sad that the power play is going on. It puts me back into a dark day for me when, 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 when we were in the middle of it all and Jimmy and Jerry had this same thing going on. And I'm sitting there saying, are you guys serious? Like, are we going to do this now? We just want back-to-back Super Bowls, and you guys are going to do this now? You know, it, it, it's the same thing uh, uh, that, that I believe is going on in New England, is, and, and it really is sad because they've been so great together. You hate to see them break up. But ultimately, ultimately, Bill Belichick has to win because he has another 10 to 15 years coaching in him when Tom Brady doesn't have another 10 to 15 years of playing in him. So ultimately, the head coach has to win here. I just wish that they both can win and both stay in New England. See, I get, I get your point, and I agree with you. However, you know, people will argue who's more important to the Patriots, Belichick or Brady. It's the player, right? Every single time. Montana or Bill Walsh. I mean, you can pick any quarterback combination in the history of football. Give me the quarterback all day, and I'll figure out the rest of it. I would say it's the player when we're dealing in sports that do that 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 that, that have uh, individual isolated success. When you're dealing with basketball, where one man can take the ball off a rim and go all the way to the other rim and dunk it and do it all by himself, individual isolated success. When I'm dealing with golf, when a guy sits on 18 and he drops that putt, he's doing that all by himself, individual, isolated success. Or in baseball, a guy sitting at home plate, he stops on individual, isolated success. In football, there is no such thing as individual, isolated success. There's nothing Tom Brady can do without with, 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 to, have, to have success without all the other guys around him. And since it is up, to the coach to make sure all of those other guys are doing their job, here is where we differ in our philosophy. That is why I say the coach is so important because you've got to get the rest of the guys to play. No matter how great the one player is, if the other guys aren't playing, you will not land on success. So I say the head coach is more important in this setting because there is no individual isolated success. You understand? You, you, you get how great this stuff is I'm giving you? This should crack your cranium and fertilize your brain. You should be smarter than you were when you started this conversation just by talking to you. Uh, well, that's that's the case every time you talk to Michael Irvin, we, and we appreciate it. That's why we're so, or I'm so excited to talk to you today. But let, let, Okay, but based on what you said there, I think it's because your experience losing Jimmy, who you were, you know, given, you know, such a sweet moment recently going into the Hall of Fame and you and Troy and get all given all the love. But I think you're looking back. We would have won more if he didn't leave. So I think that's kind of where the, the basis of your philosophy comes from. Am I right? There's no doubt. It's not, and it's not just my philosophy. It's every time Troy, we all, whenever we're all together, that's what we all say. We would have won more. Even though all the players were still there. You still have to organize it and direct it and make sure that you have some ability to reach down inside of each kid and pull out his team and make sure his team is on that field on Sunday, not his kid. His kid makes a mistake. His kid, his king plays the best he has, and that is 
on the that, that is the job of the coach. And when you got 53 men that you're trying to pull teams out of, you can't just win with one man pulling out his team. So that's why it falls back in the responsibility of the coach. All right. Let me, let me just talk about who you're working with today. I got my, my Frito-Lay right here ready for crunch time campaign. I'm opening it up. I think you can hear it, Michael. I'm going to have myself a little chili cheese. It's delicious. Uh, we got to get right for the Super Bowl now. We got to have our we got to have some little Frito to work with or some level of chip, right? Yeah, crunch time. Yeah, that's what it is. It's crunch time. And crunch time all the way around. I love the, 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 the double play on it. It's crunch time because we're in playoffs and Super Bowls. And, and any time you, you make one bad decision or, or, or if you don't make a play here, it's not, well, we'll work it out and be better next week. There is no next week. That's the very essence of crunch time. So you got to make the right calls right here in crunch time. And then you got to make sure you're crunching right in crunch time. Make the right calls on what you're crunching on. Like me, I, I you know I love the Lays. Lays, like I said in the spot, is the true playmaker. Are the true playmakers? But I tell you what, those those chili cheese Fritos you chomping on over there, mm. that was my favorite too. Well, you, hey, boy, that, 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 I have a real, and I'm just, I'm not just saying this. I'm telling you, as God is my witness, I have a real true addiction. The chili cheese Fritos. I mean, who, right here. My wife and I, we've been trying to work those out. <laughs> that, that's good partnership right there. Great call. I love you partnering with the wife. Michael Irvin, great to talk to you. There's panic on the switchboard, tongues and knots. Some come out with sympathy, some come out with support. Some blame the management, some the employees. Everybody knows it's the industry of this Thanks for listening to On The Mark. Subscribe, rate, tell a friend. Bunch of White Sox stuff after Sox Fest next week. Thank you. And we'll be at the Super Bowl all next week down in Miami. A bunch of interviews coming out of there as well. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.